Welcome to the Jobopreneur Podcast. This is Easy Money Drew. Please like, subscribe, forward, share, all of the above because this is purpose-driven. While I find my personal legend, I want to help you find yours. Anyhow, let's get to it. But first, like, subscribe, share, follow, forward, all of the above for all of the social medias. Holla at your boy. Welcome to the podcast. Before I just start going up on tangents, I want to start off by saying this is the Job Entrepreneur Podcast, and today we have a special guest, Delonte Simpson. Let me turn this off, bro. I'm going to turn up. Boom, boom, quiet. All right. Delonte Simpson, who is a member of Path to Prosperity. Um, he is a full-time professional working for the State Department. I don't know if I'm yeah. going to say. All right. So, and, and he's based in the Middle East, seven hours ahead, y'all of East Coast time, but he's still able to find time to invest in himself, uh, find ways to level up while still holding down a nine to five in a very unique situation that most folks would use as an excuse not to level up. So that being said, I'm gonna get my definition of a jobpreneur and Delonte, I'm gonna turn it over to you, bro. Uh, basically background, your story, I'll ask some questions and we'll just go from there. So yeah. easy money, Drew, I define a job entrepreneur is anyone who's making moves inside their nine to five to level up their income while also looking to make moves and create opportunities as an entrepreneur or job entrepreneur to level up their income outside of their job. Not because they necessarily want to be rich or, or be the flyest person on the block or anything like that. It's just all about freedom, security, and choices. So with that being said, I'm blessed to have my brother Delante on the line, on the horn, to uh, share more about him, his story. So Delonte, I'm going to turn it over to you for an uh, introduction, and we'll go from there. Hey, man, thank you so much for the platform. Um, you know, you call me the silent assassin. Uh, you know, I guess I'm like the international man of mystery. Ooh! You know? Oh! So, okay, start so, with the gems early! Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this is actually my first podcast. So, okay. you know, thank you for the platform. Thank you for, um, you know, allowing me to speak to your audience. So first off, I'm going to say my name is Delonte. Um, I have a very interesting life, very interesting beginning. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it was actually my first mastermind as well. Uh, really? When I'm doing a path to prosperity. Yes. Okay. Um, so I was actually uh, in Puerto Rico at the time do, trying to do a cash out refi on one of my properties. Ooh. And uh, things were going wrong. Things were going sideways. <laughs> so you know, I was like, oh, hold on a second. I'm only like two hours away from Atlanta. Come on. Jumped on a flight, showed up. Come on. Come on. Hey, y'all. Got in the building. Action takers or money makers, get in the room. In the middle of a cash out refund, this on an uh, investment property. On an investment property. Come on, bro. Come on. I love it. That's it. That's it. All Things right. are going wrong. And I'm like, hey, look, you know what? I got, I got to turn this, this negative into a positive. You know, I'm going to get around some people, bro. be around a million. I mean, it was, an, it was an awesome experience. So thank yeah. you uh, for sharing that experience together. But, yeah. um, so I, I, I'm from the DMV, from D.C., from D.C. area. Um, All right. I got which, which, which part of the D, the M, or the B? Mostly. I was born in the D. Okay. So D.C.? Okay. So Maryland. All right. So I got family on the Maryland side. That's why I was asking. Uh, okay. Charles okay. County and P.G. County for me. P.G. County. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm very familiar. Uh, I, I actually uh, went to you know, elementary school and middle school in, um, in Laurel. So Laurel's in P.G. Okay. County. Yep. Yep. Nice. And then, and then, of course, you know, we, we definitely moved on up in the world. So Ooh, I went man. to uh, Anne Arundel County. I, I, I actually spent my high school years in the Fort Meade area. 
Come on. All right. So for those who don't know in the D.C. area, in, in general, the DMV is one of the wealthiest areas in the nation. But then there are several counties that are majority black or um, a, a lot black that have uh, some of the highest incomes in the nation. Uh, so when Delonte's talking about moving on up, PG County ain't nothing to sneeze at. But then uh, how, how do you say it again? Anne Arundel County? Anne Arundel County. Anne Arundel yes. County, even more money. But, um, but so when he says moving on up, He's just saying that there's opportunity and his parents were or family. I'm not, you know, they were able to take advantage of those opportunities to move on up. Yes. Yes. So, again, I went to high school in the Fort Meade area. Um, my high school had internships with NASA and DOD. So at 17 years old, I, I was actually a GS employee. Bruh, what? say that one more time. At 17 years old. Uh, for for high school work study, my high school work study program, instead of working at McDonald's or Walmart, I was actually a GS employee. Come on, bro. Stop playing. Like, true job of shit right there. At 17, GS, y'all, that's go- federal government. Man, uh, my bad. Keep, keep going, bro. Keep going. Not a problem. Not a problem. So I was a GS employee. Um, you know, I started off, started off part-time and then became full-time, and I've been running ever since. So uh, in terms of my actual career field, I do IT. Yeah, okay. System administrator, network engineer, satellite engineer, all that good stuff. Uh, but it started off from being in high school, uh, you know, seeing my, um, my, my fellow student, my, my fellow co- uh, classmate, uh, filling out an application to a government job. And I'm like, okay, what's, what's going on here? What you doing? <laughs> you know, split in there. I was like, oh, talk to this teacher and got in. Bro, so, you so know, again, again sometimes being in the right room. Oh, my bad. Being in the right room. I was in honors physics, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if I was all that smart, <laughs> but, you know, I was smart enough to know hey, that I needed on. to be around some smart people. You know come what I'm on. saying? Come on. You know how it goes. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've been able to use that to uh, get overseas. So, I actually went overseas for the first time in 2012. Man, 2011. Man, it's been a while. Damn, I've been overseas so you, for almost 11 years. What? Straight. Bro. All right, you got to keep elaborating on this, though. because so, so you've been in your field, you've been working for the government since high school. How yes. long, how long uh, overall is that for your career span? Like, you didn't go overseas right away, did you? No, no. Uh, I, I stayed in the, in the DMV for a little bit. Um, you know, my plan was just to work in the DMV. I mean, the yeah. jobs are galore. I oh, mean, yeah. it was it was on point. My yeah. family was there, but I had this 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 assumption. I was like, yo, if I could ever get a chance to get paid to travel, I'm taking it. So the first opportunity that I was given overseas was to go to Guam. Small little territory Come on. out in the middle of the ocean, right below Japan, to the Come right on. of the Philippines. I mean, as far as you can get. Come on. And still be in the US. <laughs> so Bro. so yeah it was it was awesome it was wait, awesome wait so, but, so but, but, you got to back up because these opportunities keep lining up but it, it's not just about opportunities lining up it's about you being aware to be able to take them so when this this one this opportunity came up you've been working for a little bit i assume right uh mm-hmm. so so was there any college involved any uh like so go ahead okay so i started off as a high school high school work study right and then when I became 18 years old, of course, everybody in the government say, hey, you need, to get, you, need, you need to get a degree. So, I mean, I didn't know that in the IT world, you really don't need a college degree because, on, you know, it, 
you know, the, 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 the information changes so fast. Come if you on. know anything about textbooks, it's always a couple of years behind. Come on. In the IT world, things change so much. Amazon is now running the cloud and, and you know, it's, it's a lot going on Come in my on. space. Yeah. So, so yeah, I started going, going to school for a couple of years. Um, I was a GS employee. Um, I realized, hey, uh, I'm not making any money. I mean, these, you know, DMV is expensive, right? <laughs> so, so a contracting company came along and said, hey, I'll double your salary just like that. So I, I went to my boss and I'm like, hey, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're saying they're going to double my salary. What's up? They was like, well, <laughs> you, you got to go. You got to do what you got to do. Damn. I love they, they told you straight up. Straight up. I love it. Straight up. So, so again, I mean, as I, as, as I started to progress, I was like, you know what? I want to be an engineer. I thought, you know, if, if, if you listen to what they tell you in school, they're like, oh, you got to get a degree. You don't. Come on, bro. Now, certifications. You, you, you do have to continue to get educated. So okay. I got certifications. I got my CCNA. I got several IT certifications. But it, it put me in position to be able to take these roles. And as long as I can perform, I'm so running. Matters. Come on. All right. So, so um, what are some baseline certs? Like someone's interested in getting into IT and, you, and they're like, hey, Delonte, like, I don't know where to start. What's a couple of certs that make sense for me to get in the door or, or at least get them um, like uh, attached to my name right away? Okay. So the first one I would recommend is the CompTIA Security Plus. Come on. Um, it's basically a baseline certification that you need to be a system administrator. When you're a system administrator, you have elevated privileges on a system. So, you know, they want to make sure that you're not going to do anything that you're not supposed to do. Bro. So then second one that I would recommend is something called the CCNA, Cisco Certified Network Associate. Okay. Uh, Cisco has the market in terms of network engineer. Okay. So if you are aspiring to be a network engineer, get your CCNA. And, and, and that's, that's not Cisco the singer, right? Like we ain't talking about, okay, just, just make sure I wasn't sure if he started a new business or something. <laughs> No, 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 no. So again, we're talking about Cisco Certified Network Associate. Okay. So I mean, that, that that's how I got in. You know, uh, in our groups, you know, we we, we talk a lot about uh, your job being your first business partner. So mm-hmm. you know, I use that as a way to get overseas and do what I got to do. Come on, bro. So, come on. So then, then is going to come the entrepreneurial side of life, yep. right? So yep. so so as soon as you soon, soon as you get to a certain point where life is comfortable, you know, you're making the money, you're doing what you got to do, then you're like. Okay, now what do I, what do I do with the access? Yep. You know, I mean, if if you because if you don't invest it, you're gonna blow it. it just yep. is what it is. Yep. So right. first thing I did. Go ahead. Yep, that's what I'm gonna say. What was the first? No, I was gonna ask. What's the, what was the first investment move? But go ahead. You go on there. You first on investment there. move was um, was real estate, and okay. he, he, here's a funny story. Uh, I, I bought my first house at 22 years old uh, in the, in the the DMV area. So, you know, I, I, I had already had a property um, that was that was cash flow and making me making me some money when I went overseas. Two years old. Twenty two years old. I, I got some good advice from some, you know, some of the vets in the industry. So it was like, yo, you got to get a house. yo. Love and then I brought it in 2009 when the government was giving tax credits. Come on. After the housing crash. Come, Come on, on, bro. What? No down payment. The government what? paid me to buy a house. Stop playing, bro. Y'all, y'all, I don't know if y'all are, are noticing a trend, but Delonte is super aware of opportunities and not scared to bet on himself and take those. And that goes back clearly since high school. Oh, what's that paper? Oh, yeah, I'm going to fill that out. Job with the government? All right. Oh, what? No, contractor double must. Oh, okay. Oh, a house? Government's going. Okay, bro, I love it. 
I love it. All right, all right. First house, cash flowing, government. Yes, paid. cash flowing. I'm in Guam. I mean, you know, uh, the, the the government gives you a lot of money when you're overseas. You know, they pay for housing, they pay for a whole bunch of stuff. So I was like, okay, it's coming in. You know, what I'm saying I'm doing I'm doing all right. So now now what do I do with my access? So I said that I wanted to buy a house. Okay, so where, where was I? I was on. I was far. I was far away. Yeah. I was like, I could buy a house here, try to manage it remotely. Might be a little tough. Uh, I like the tropical island theme. So I bought my first house in Puerto Rico. What? From Guam. Shut the hell up, bro. That's dope, man. That was, that, it was, that, it was that's fire, crazy bro. What? Crazy experience. All right, all right. Walk, walk the people through that just, you know, briefly. Like, how, how do you go from... All right, well, I mean, it, it's great that you were able to identify, yeah, like the island theme. I just wanted to be close to the U.S., but how do you identify like the location? How do you coordinate like checking it out? Like like a lot of this, I assume, happened remotely. I brought it remotely. Come on. So man. so what happened is I ended up getting in contact with a real estate agent, right? She's like, Hey, I got a I got a new home development going on. Um, are you interested? So of course I did my research. I said, Hey, I got some friends who are Puerto Rican. Let me go talk to them and ask them if they've heard about this area, you know, because I, I don't know nothing about the yep. later land, yep. right? They're like, oh, no, this is an up-and-coming neighborhood. It's, going, it's, it's good. I was like, okay, who brought the project? There was this guy named Nick Prote. He's a billionaire hedge fund guy out of New York City. He actually moved him and his family to Puerto Rico to take advantage of some of the tax situations they had going on there. So I'm sitting here like, hold on a second, you know, <laughs> follow the money. Come on now. Come on, to Puerto there's Rico, another gem. What you say? A bunch of property. Follow, follow the what? Follow the money. Okay. All right. Go ahead. My bad. Continue, brother. Continue. So, you know, so he starts investing into this property. So he's actually a takeover specialist. He actually identifies properties that are distressed and uh, purchases them and increases the value. So, you know, so he had these big plans. He's a billionaire. So I'm like, okay, hedge fund money in Puerto Rico. Man, this is going to go down now. So now I was talking to the real estate agent. She was like, man, I just have this feeling that, that this property is going to is going to take off. But we don't quite know how it's going to go, right? So this is 2014. 2014, buy the property, kind of get a lay of the land, figure out what's going on. Brought my second property in Puerto Rico as, as things playing. started to rent. Stop playing. So I had two investment properties in Puerto Rico. And then they started doing something crazy. So, and, you know, so I was talking to the realtor and I was like, hey, you know, what's going on in the area? Of course, I'm, keep t- I'm keeping my... My uh, my ear to the ground. Say, okay, what's going on? I'm I'm, I'm invested here. I'm all in. Yeah. And and she said, uh, the guy is building this tower called Tower One Thousand. And in Tower One Thousand, he's talking about double, tripling the prices. I'm like, okay. So what are we talking about? You know. Fast forward a few months, they have million dollar condos being built in my neighborhood. Bro, so what do you think happened to the happened Come to on. the market? What do you think it happened to the value of my property? Up. Come on, all the way up. <laughs> what? That's it. That's it. So the so the second property that I had, I actually had an artist. Um, I'm not sure I guess if I can share his name. I'm gonna share his name. His name was Aladio Carrion. He was like a B-list guy at the time. He had about nine hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. Now he's at two point seven. So this guy, this guy, yeah, got I, I, I'll, I'll take that B-list any day. Right. So, so, so it was, it was, it was interesting during that time, right? He didn't rent the property directly. It was actually a corporate rental. His, uh, his music label 
actually rented the property. Come on, bro. $4,000 a month. Come on, bro. In Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico. Rico. Two-bedroom oh. apartment. 1,263 square feet. Delonte, stop playing with me, bro. How, hey, how, how, how long was that rental, bro? Yo, it was it, it was a year. But here's here's what happened. Here's what happened. I actually ended up selling it. So I had a lady. Um, she she was a millionaire out of New York, and she was an all cash buyer. She actually gave me an offer for four hundred thousand. I was like, I'm selling. I'm, it's, Wait, it's how much did you buy it for? Two eighty two. Come on, bro. Come on. So you made crazy cash flow the whole time, and then you cashed out beautifully. Yep, I had the house for less than two and a half years. Stop playing. Stop playing, hey, man. You gotta get it, man. Come on. All right, all right. So, continue. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep. Continue. What? What else? What? What other power moves like a power lifter have you made, my brother? Because this is crazy. I, wow. So the so the moves have been good. You know, the years has been stacking up. You know, yep. I'm starting yep. to get into real estate. I'm starting to cut my teeth a little bit, right? So then I buy a house in Las Vegas. Had the house in Las Vegas for for less than two years. Brought the house for four hundred eighty five thousand. Sold it for six hundred eighty-five thousand. <laughs> Bro, come on! And so, you- so that one was interesting. That one was interesting. That was in, was in the upcoming neighborhood. It was right across the street from a casino called the Red Rock Casino in mm-hmm. Summerlin. For anybody who knows anything about Vegas, yep, dope area. Um, and the person who purchased it, I mean, and I, I need y'all to understand the opportunities that are out there. Like you just you don't understand, right? Come on. So bro. here I am at, at 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 a time. This was this year. This was only a few months ago. What this year? I'm, I'm I'm at a time where I see the I see the prices going up, and interest rates were still low at the time, and I'm like, okay, uh, yeah, I I, I want to see what this property can do. I called my realtor, and he's he's excited. He's like, yo, you want to want to say house right now? I was like, yeah. He was like, Ooh, we gonna go, we gonna go for it. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, we gonna go get it. We gonna get it. <laughs> the person who I, I got multiple cash offers, all cash offers. Bro, the person who ended up buying the house, he was the former um, CFO of MGM Grand. He actually ran um, MGM Grand in Asia. Macau. He bought the house for his daughter. Closed in two weeks. Y'all, there is money out there everywhere. Come on. What? Bro. He used a trust fund. He used a trust fund to close on a part. I'm like, people buy houses this expensive with a trust fund? I'm with like, a trust fund. Bro, I'm telling you, man, it's different out there. Woo. All right. So so just for some context, y'all, trust funds, um, LLCs, business entities, all that type of stuff. That's the game that getting in the right room, getting in the right network will teach you up on on top of whatever else you can go out and find on your own. But then you also can get connected, especially as you start leveling up, because you don't need a trust fund rate or trust right away if you're just getting started. I'm not saying you shouldn't go out and get one if you feel like you have enough assets and so forth. And, and I'm also not a financial advisor. But what I am telling you is if you if you are in the right set of uh, mentorships, but you have the right network, you can get to the people who can help you and guide you through those processes in a way that makes it a lot less painful and easier to digest. And also they can help you at the time when you're most ready. So you know that that that's super powerful. But sorry for the side note, Delonte. Continue, my brother. This, bruh. So I, I actually was excited to talk about. Uh, don't you have a Tesla? I do. I have two. Two. Okay, I didn't know you had two. Uh, but but I I believe at least one is an investment play, right? Or maybe both. Both. 
So I currently have one of them. It's my green Tesla. You know, it's my, you know, my, uh, my, my baby, you know what I'm saying? So I got that one on a GV deal in Las Vegas. Come on. And, All right, so for the people, what is JV? I've had it out there. For the joint people. venture. Joint venture, y'all. So pretty much, um, I'm currently far away, and I needed somebody to run my car for me. So I got a guy uh, from Elevate Your Rentals um, running my car out for me in Las Vegas. All right. So he basically manages a tour profile. Does, he does private rentals. He does photo shoots. So my car is wrapped green. So we actually do pretty well on the, on the photo shoot side. Come on, bro. No, 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 no. Don't just talk about the photo shoot side. Talk about the numbers in general. You don't have to go into details, but like uh, for, for, for what you bought it for, I assume it's some type of uh, um, financing. You're not using all your cash just because you got it. Uh, like, but, but what does the cash flow look like compared to, you know, the debt service and the cost for the J- JV? So I just started doing this, you know, for me, the car was sitting in a garage, right? Mm -hmm. So I had one Tesla. Um, This is my baby. This is, I mean, you know, I, I, for me, I'm, I don't ever plan on getting rid of this car. It's, it's, it's it's mine. Right. It was sitting in a garage and I'm like, okay, so I'm talking, I'm some, I'm hearing from, from these different people about how to monetize your car. And I'm like, oh, it needs to bring in some money. You know, I mean, why is it, why is it just sitting in the garage? I got to hold her out. I got to, I got to, I got to pimp her out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I found this guy on Instagram, you know, I kind of edited him a little bit. He's being uh, mentored or something like that by, by Neil Davis. So I'm like, okay, cool. Legit. You know, Neil, oh, Neil's, boom. Neil's the goat in our industry. Boom. boom. Neil Davis got That's his it. book. That's, yeah. him. That's him. So I was like, all right, I'm going to run it out. So uh, the first month we made, I made for my cut. So we, so right now we're on a 60, 40 split, right? I get 60, he gets 40. Um, the first month we made about, I made about $436. Second month I made $700. Um, so, you know, so again, we start, we're starting to produce a little bit of cash. I mean, I'm not cash flow positive yet. You know, uh, my, my, my car note is 1300 a month. I mean, I got the highest trim vehicle. I mean, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I, I, I went, you went, you went all in, I went in, but the play is this, this is the play. You're like, okay, do I have to be cash flow positive or, or, you know, how, how else can I make money from this car? Well, I'm not a financial advisor. This is not financial advice. I'm telling you what I'm doing. I'm telling you what I'm doing. So I'm gonna. So because I'm renting the car out the way I'm renting the car out, I'm gonna depreciate the vehicle. Mm. So then I turned around and brought a second vehicle. I brought a Tesla Model X Plaid. Now, if you know anything about the Tesla Model Xs, they are over six thousand pounds. Yep. Over six thousand yep. pounds. What can you do? You can actually use depre- standard standard depreciation and bonus depreciation in the same year if you use it for business reasons. So that car is currently in Miami being run, run out with, uh, you know, my guy, Frank. Come on. I, I had, I had, uh, I had Chino on or Frank on, um, I think three weeks ago, uh, on the podcast. And like, bro, I, I love the fact that, uh, you're able to make moves overseas because everybody that I interview, they take away excuses for those who haven't made moves yet. And they're kind of sitting on the sidelines wondering, um, your, your, um, the excuses that you're taking away from people is literally, yo, I, I work overseas or yo, I got a job where I can't physically be near stuff where I usually prefer to make money. You talking about the DMV, Puerto Rico, uh, Miami, Vegas, all while being seven plus hours from the East coast. Like, bruh, come on, man. Come on. 
all right, so continue on, on the car play. Let us know about any other plays. We got about probably three more minutes, and we're going to close out. At the end, I ask all my guests, what is a job of Panora to them? But I want you to make sure you drop every last gem you got and any other context you want to give about the moves that you're making, bro. Okay, so he's talking about moves that I'm making. Okay, the car plays are cool, right? So those are those are long-term plays. Those are those are tax plays. Yeah. So um, in, in, in the mentorship program, I don't know if you remember Razul. Razul yep. was one of the speakers. He actually does yep. apartment syndication. Come on. So, so when I, when I, when I sold out of, out of the out of the property, I'm like, oh, we got we got we got some we got some 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 ends to work with, right? <laughs> I jumped into three different syndication deals. Come on. So 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 so. I thought I was doing something. I jumped into one. Damn, bro. Let's three. go. Back to back to back months. Come on. So I so I jumped into the one in Jacksonville. Uh, Florida. I got one in San Marcos, Texas, and now I have one in in um, Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee. Come on, bro. So, 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 so when you when you calculate the amount of doors that I have, I technically have 194 doors. Woo! One more time, bro. One more time. I have 194 doors. So Delonte went from international rental properties, U.S. based rental properties to I have multiple, multiple, multiple doors, y'all. He's under just under 200 doors. Like, come on. And, and the nice thing about uh, syndications, and I had Rasul on. I got to bring him back on in a year. Um, uh, actually, everybody I bring on, try to bring him back on in about a year. But I had Rasul on uh, talking a little bit about his, his ascendance. And this dude went from zero doors to I think he's, he's over 1,000 doors now. In he's over 1,000. Two years. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Bruh. So, so now talk a little bit about why you went the syndication route. Um, and, and, you know, talk a little bit about what Rasul likes to call mailbox money. Mailbox money, right? So I, th- I think what I think the point that Rasul didn't didn't talk about is some of the tax implications. Right. So for me, mm. for me, as I make money, the first thing I think about is how is this money going to be taxed? How mm. can this money help me to offset some of my other my, my other income? You know, so I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm not going to say that I know it, I, I got it all in the bag. But um, in the syndication world, the first thing that they do is something called cost segregation studies. And so and cost segregation studies basically looks at the property, looks at everything inside of it and accelerates the depreciation. Come on. So, you know, so for those who, who, need, who need some tax breaks on other forms of income, that's something that you can use. Bars. Of course, of course seek your tax profession. Oh, Come on, Delonte. You sure this is your first interview, bro? Because you dropped it. This is my first. This bro. is my first interview. Damn, bro. All right. All right. So any other moves that you're making? Because I'm about to ask you your definition of a job of manure and then just thank you a whole bunch, especially for your graciousness, considering, you know, I was late. Nah, you're good. You're good, man. I mean, so I, I think the, the, the point is you have to look for, for opportunities. Opportunities are everywhere. They're abundant. Everywhere. And then as you start to get into the rooms with people, I mean, like literally it can change, you know, how you think about your business. You know, right. I mean, we, we were just in a conference in um, in Las Vegas called Recession Proof. Yep. And Magic Johnson, like the Magic Johnson was talking. I paid for VIP. I wanted to be close. I was like, <laughs> I want to hear all the sauce. I want to hear all the sauce. But, but, but my biggest takeaway from Magic Johnson, I'm just real quick, real quick. Uh, was that he said um, that sometimes you have to sacrifice t- 
time and energy with your family and things like that to get the things that you really, really want. Mm. You know, Magic Johnson talked about a time where he was building out his Starbucks portfolio. He started with one. He's Magic Johnson. He started off with one. Convinced the CEO to bring a Starbucks to the hood, Harlem. <laughs> and and, and it, it wasn't that the CEO trusted him off the bat. No, he said, okay, I'll give you a store and I'll let you test it. He scaled up to over 100 Starbucks. Come on, bro. Come on. So, you know, so, so, so I'm saying for, for, for everybody who thinks that it doesn't take work. Come on, bro. Come on. You got to stay focused. Got to stay focused. Bro, that, that, that's the perfect way to close out and transition to my question to you, because you are absolutely a true job entrepreneur, someone who's making moves in and outside their nine to five. What is your definition of a job entrepreneur? My definition of a job entrepreneur is to, is to have your job as, as your first business partner. Treat, treat, treat your job well. Give them the work. Give them the energy. Allow them to build up your W-2 income so that you can really take down some of these exotic investments that are out there. I love it. You know, and, you, and use that money. So again, I mean, you know, use it to fund your, your lifestyle, but, but, but take any access and, and really, really accelerate your investments. Come on, y'all. Come on. Fund That's your dreams, fund your future, buy your time back. I love it, bro. I love it. Delonte, I appreciate your time, bro. I can't wait for my team to, to edit this episode. I truly appreciate your time, bro. And I'm looking forward to this episode dropping. And I hope I'll see you. I don't know if you're able to get the time off, but I hope y'all see you at the master. Ah, oh, damn, damn. All right, it's all good. It's all good, bro. <laughs> I'm sure we'll see each other at some point. I know you're always making moves. I'm working on some stuff with uh, with Frank down in, in Florida myself. So um, awesome. stay tuned. Stay tuned. But all right, my brother, I appreciate your time. I'll holler at you. Holler at you. Peace. I got to say this. Like, subscribe, share, forward, whatever other social media stuff you say. To let Easy Money Drew and the crew know that you support, you understand, you get it, and you're learning. We appreciate you. Now cut to that.